you have a personal brand, a business, or a side hustle, and you've made it to this podcast, then I'm pretty sure Instagram is part of your marketing strategy, or at least you want it to be. But how's that going? Are you feeling lost on the social media vortex? Are you overwhelmed by the algorithm and annoyed with the follow and follows you get daily? That's okay, you're not alone. As simple as Instagram may be, being able to have the app work for you and not vice versa truly is a skill. There's a lot of true marketing knowledge that goes on behind the scenes of successful accounts. I have a solution. This is big news here, guys, so listen in. I'm doing a live online training and it's totally free. I would just make it an Instagram live, but it's going to be a solid 45 minutes of learning and I know you're going to get anxious in that time and you'd swipe out of my live to check your feed. You're busted. Just kidding, I would totally do the same. I've titled the free training, How to Use Instagram to Market Your Business, Brand, or Side Hustle, The Three Simple Realities to Success on Instagram. The takeaways are going to be awesome, and I highly suggest you come ready to take notes. There's a link to sign up in my bio at J-O-H-H-H-A-N-N-A on Instagram, so if I were you, I'd go do that right now. Okay, let's talk about analytics on Instagram. Numbers can be stressful, especially when you're looking at a bunch of them and you aren't even sure which ones are important. With Instagram potentially moving in the direction of ditching the like count, we might imagine that likes won't matter so much anymore and it's one less number to worry about. On one hand, that will be true in the public eye, but on the other hand, I can promise you that brands will still require your engagement rate, which includes likes. And keep in mind that the disappearance of likes is currently just a beta test in Canada. What I think it will be good for is two things. Number one, people are less inclined to feel like they need to take down a post because it isn't, quote, doing well. Without our peers or strangers being able to see the like count, we won't have the mostly self-imposed feeling of public shame. From a mental health standpoint, those insecurities can run deep and it can be very anxiety promoting. It is a very real reality that social media can contribute negatively to mental health. However, in my opinion, outside of children, I believe that as adults, it's our responsibility to do something about how social media makes us feel by unfollowing or muting accounts that bring up negative emotions. The second thing that I think is great about hiding the like count is that those who are producing great content will see an increase in likes, and those who have a large following but aren't putting out good content will see a drop. Do you ever scroll through your feed and look at a post? You're about to scroll by it, but then you see it has 12,476 likes. So you like it too. So weird, right? And it doesn't necessarily even have to be a high number like that. I think it's in context to whose account you're seeing. So if 300 is pretty high for her, then you might like it when you otherwise wouldn't. There's some weird psychology shit going on there, but of course I'm guilty of it too. Okay, we're a little off track. Back to the analytics. There are five numbers I want you to keep track of. Number one is your frequency of posting. How often you post on your feed should be an intentional decision, and it's also something worth experimenting with. If you have enough high-quality content, try posting four times a week for six weeks, and then try posting just twice a week for six weeks. See if or how your engagement changes, and make sure you show up daily on stories regardless of how often you post on the feed. Once you find your happy medium, you can continue to move forward with that posting strategy and never have to wonder how often to post again. The second value I want you to watch is your story views. Take a little peek at how many views your stories get by swiping up on your own story slide. 
Also, check out the drop-off as your story progresses. If you're talking to the camera for four frames, do a little mental math on how many people watched the first one versus the last. Make sure the story has been up for a few hours before you look too far into this. If there's a huge drop-off, you might want to consider putting text over your stories to describe what you're saying, or at least put a headline-style text on the first story slide so that people know what they are listening for. The third number to keep track of is your engagement rate. Engagement rate, ah, such a scary word and most people don't even know what it means. Essentially, your engagement rate is likes plus comments divided by followers. So if you have 5,500 followers and your post gets 460 likes and 32 comments, then your engagement rate is 460 plus 32, which is 492, <laughs> divided by 5,500, which is 8.9%. And that's actually good. Generally, the bigger the account, the lower the engagement rate. For example, 2,000 likes on an account with 167,000 followers seems normal, but that engagement rate would be about 1.2%. In general, 1-2% is rated as okay, 2-5% is rated as good, and over 5 is rated as great. Sometimes during brand deals, they will even pay you based on your engagement rate. Keep in mind for smaller accounts that 5% could be considered on the medium or to the low side. It's all kind of relative based on the number of followers you actually have. Regardless, you should have a rough idea of what your own engagement rate is. The fourth value is your reach. Reach is an important one because it shows you how many people are actually seeing your content and from that you can determine your own conversion rate. So for that X amount of people that viewed it, how many liked it? You can find your reach by selecting insights under any of the posts on your feed, but this only works if you're listed as a business account. Pro tip, check out your reach through hashtags, which is listed in your insights as well. Then experiment with using different hashtags and see which ones are getting you the most reach. The fifth and final number I want you to keep track of is follower growth. I'm putting this last because I really don't want it to be your top priority, but it is still a very valid metric. You can keep track of this by making a note on your phone and updating it on the first day of every month or setting a reminder and taking a screenshot once every two weeks. If you're starting to consider working with brands and you're looking to up your content game in order to land brand deals, this would be a good metric to share with them. Okay, so even if you hate numbers and even if you can't do math or whatever, the numbers don't lie. So track your hard work on Instagram by noting these numbers and experimenting until you find what works for your audience. This is just a little intro to tracking your own analytics, but start here and before you know it, you'll be in a boardroom in front of your favorite brand, dropping stats and landing a huge brand deal. Go get them, tiger. This episode is brought to you by my free live training, how to use Instagram to market your business, brand, or side hustle. The three simple realities to success on Instagram. Reserve your seat by heading to J-O-H-H-H-A-N-N-A on Instagram and clicking the link in my bio. We'll see you there. Chat soon.